0: Boom. and welcome back to the off the clock show you're joined with your hosts sean gervais from orbis x and marty mr marshall hill from the pints of polishing podcast as well as hyper clean car care products what up, what up? yeah yeah and i just got to use some of your uh stuff uh with my new pressure washer that i got uh, which was which was quite nice but uh yeah i, I got a new dewalt pressure washer like compacts down and there's uh i have a chimney in my not in my garage but i have a chimney in my house for the fireplace but the chimney extends into the power
1: washer to clean the chimney
0: no no that no no. doesn't no. seem
1: like a great thing sean you're gonna get your house wet <laughs> yeah. unless you guys up there in canada have some weird weird uh <laughs> chimneys that
0: yeah yeah we have to make it slippery so santa can just come here no but uh <laughs> no so there's a little space though in my garage because there's the i don't know the, the flute or whatever they call it i don't know what they call the stack maybe the chimney part that goes up in the air whatever that thing's called yeah sure it it runs into my garage so the back of it's in the garage and there's this little space behind and i always thought man that would be perfect if i could just put a pressure washer in there get a long enough hose and everything so that i can pull my truck out of the garage spray it down but not have to set up or move the pressure washer you know it's like that would be perfect
1: yeah so i just went through
0: that Thanks. Yeah. So I just get went through the process. You clean the Thanks.
1: chimney and then you got the power washer mounted.
0: Absolutely. Did the whole nine. Mm. Yeah, man. Mm. So, cause I was thinking, cause at my shop, what we have is uh, we have it mounted on the wall and then we have the hose runs up to the ceiling and then it comes down on one of those swivel things. So you can just walk around the whole vehicle and spray it down. You're not tripping over cables, you know, you know, none of that stuff. It's the only way to go in my opinion, but um, yeah, I wanted that at my place, but it's just you know,
1: it's a little too sophisticated. That's A little much to have a boom. I think they call those booms like a.
0: I think so, yeah. yeah. And to have that, yeah, that'd be a little little much. So so I was like, okay, what's the simpler method? And uh, I tell you though, this DeWalt pressure washer is phenomenal. Uh, right. Given that it's
1: electric, a compact size, uh,
0: electric, yeah. And well, uh, but sense. it's, I think it goes twenty three hundred psi something like that. It's uh, but it's it it, it pumps out. The only downside with it is it only came with two different nozzle pieces. Aside from that, uh, I had for my other pressure washer, so not the end of the world, but um, I found it strange that they didn't do, you know, usually they'll, they'll have a set of like, you know, four or five and anyway.
1: The only things I've had a problem with, you know, retail style, those power washers is, is the quick connects. Sometimes they just put those Uh random ass, like their style of gun and that thing that you got to be like, and you got to change off and it's like, can you please just put on a regular quick connect like everybody else? Like, come on. Like.
0: So th- this one has that exact same thing. And it was part of the reason why I didn't care too much in this sense, because the wand is just mounted on the wall as well. Um, but it, I, if I had to pack it up, because it they touted it as being, oh, it's portable. It's this and that. And they have this little compartment. You lift it up and you can put the pieces in. But it definitely is one of those ones you have to unscrew it, put it in. And I'm, I'm not doing this every day there's there's not a chance you know but uh but yeah so anyway i was quite proud of myself i set it all yeah. up washed the truck off it was pretty nice had a little incident but uh as i was telling you before the podcast had an incident yeah i uh, let my daughter uh use the pressure washer <laughs> and she took one of the the emblems off the uh the back of the truck and is so, one of
1: is one of your favorite wines port <laughs> yeah
0: very funny yeah <laughs> well played that was good yeah because she took the s off so all all i was left with was i was driving down the road and i I just kept thinking like people are gonna look at me and be like look at this guy like what's he doing you know because i see stuff like that like I, i saw well the best one i saw recently there was a guy driving down the road i couldn't tell what kind of car it was but it looked like a mazda 3 but he had a what it looked like a mazda 3
1: i haven't heard of that no no i've heard of a mazda 3
0: oh my god a Mazda three. Okay. Yeah.
1: I what do Mazda. you guys have up there in Canada? You got what? <laughs> yeah, Mazda. You get this? Yeah.
0: Oh, how do you say milk? Milk. Milk. Okay, that's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so Quebec and Ontario, we're bordering. One side says milk, the other side says milk. Like with the A, like milk, hmm. you know? And same thing, bagel. I don't know how you say that, but bagel. I, I, yeah, my wife always makes fun of me because she says I say it funny. Bagel. I don't know. That's
1: But that's Mazda?
0: Yeah. Ma- <laughs> yeah, Mazda 3. That's a- <laughs> Mazda. Mazda, Mazda. Mazda 3. Mazda 3. <laughs> yeah, so a Mazda? A Mazda 3? Is that how you say it? No, I'm trying to <laughs> no, say cool. yeah, so, yeah, you got to
1: go slow. You know, Oklahoma, we're a little slow. You got to draw that out. It can't be that quick A, Mazda. It's got to be a ma, Mazda. Like,
0: Mazda. Ah, you know, <laughs> Mazda. All right, the Mazda. So, so yeah, the <laughs> Jesus. So the. The mazda three but the guy had replaced the emblem with a mercedes uh badge on the back and then <laughs> that's
1: fucking. i love it when people do oh, that it's oh. like come on <laughs> you know because i was going to suggest to you like why not just debadge it right just just go yeah. inside go to your your bathroom get some of that stuff that the, everybody else uses that uh, you know stick in yeah, your yeah. teeth and move it up <laughs> and down you know go grab some yeah. of that floss and you might have to grab it out of your kid's bathroom, but so, you know, go grab some floss and you know, just get yeah, it done. Yeah. Just go and ahead and get, get the done. rest of it off.
0: So that's what I did do, but uh, no, I, I put a badge back on. But I, I just ordered one, put it on. But the one that I ordered, I actually like it better than the one that came. Oh, in so trunk. you
1: pulled off the port?
0: Yeah. You didn't just put a it.
1: new S on?
0: No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I replaced the whole thing. Obviously, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but uh, it, it, oh, it it was it was surprisingly poor quality. The one that came with the truck, uh, to be honest, like it. Uh, Go figure. Just,
1: Manufacturers yeah. using cheap shit.
0: Yeah, who who would have thunk it? Who would thought? <laughs> Maybe that's why the guy with the Mazda changed it.
1: You know uh so for me, the big eye awakening when I realized that that they'll do whatever the fuck they want was yeah. dealerships. We're going to dealerships. Uh-huh. And being a, you know, their chemical guy and being around for so long and so long, you just, you get used to everybody, you hang out, you know, you get to know them a little bit more. The, the big, big account, that was a dealership here and it was all high-end brands, right? This is all your high-end stuff. Well, they had a new operations director come in who had grown through the company And the president was a bit of a bean counter and this guy was groomed into the same situation, which is how he was able to grow through the company. And now he was operations manager. And I mean, grow through the company. He started changing oil. Oh shit. Grew himself in. Right. You know, he's probably in his 50 by now, I guess, or mid forties, something like that. Good for him though. Oh, absolutely. loved it. It It's incredible. But what did he do when he took over (laughs) until right. Well, (laughs) these clips that they were buying from you know so and so now they're starting to buy 10 cents cheaper or four cents cheaper or eight cents cheaper mm-hmm. overseas and they come in these big giant bags and, dah, dah, dah. and like that was just stuff that started to get floated around and that was just clips yeah right that was just <laughs> one thing so imagine then Whatever else they can do, aftermarket, non-part specific, yeah. non-manufacturer specific, and just slide this shit in, and you never even know about it. And you go because it
0: snowballs, right? Every every quarter, how come you're trim a bean counter
1: and you count? Absolutely, yeah. you're going to keep counting every quarter. Find new mm-hmm. things to trim and shave. Yeah. Absolutely, exactly.
0: And then next thing you know, the the final product or service or whatever it is doesn't even resemble what it was. You know, one year, two years, three years ago. And it's funny. That's something I find with uh, a lot of the groups. I see a lot of people. They, they they're like constant testers almost, you know, they jump. For oh, product, those guys are product, funny. Product. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like it's really hard to maintain any kind of level of consistency or quality control. And <laughs> you're just like jumping and jumping and jumping and doing this and that. Uh-huh. Uh, we like
1: this product this week and all oh, this product this week. And this, I mean, so yeah. we, we tried, uh, let's see, 21, 22. We tried to get into that game, you know, sending stuff out to those guys and start trying to get into that game. Uh, we actually had a program where we were going to start paying people once they okay, could yeah. elevate through and actually have some sales. Yeah, and That yeah. was the interesting wow. part of all these review guys don't understand.
0: Yeah. yeah. They move
1: very little product. Very little, which then we understood, oh, that's why you're always on to the next company.
0: Yeah, exactly. makes sense
1: because you can only work (laughs) with somebody so long because you actually don't sell anything. People just watch what you're doing. And yeah, those guys are interesting. They really are.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it it always fascinated me because, uh, and don't get me wrong, we try new products, you know, here and there, but we introduce things slowly into our pipeline. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the jumping around, the, the one that kills me is when I see posts where it's like, our supplier just raised the price of everything 5%. Uh, I'm now looking for a new supplier for everything. And I'm like, well, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? like, Just take a look at things because you might find yourself uh spending a lot more by just doing that, that testing phase.
1: Anytime I hear a detailer complain about customers who flip flop and customers and we haven't cut like that guy that you just said is. Probably, yeah. I would say on average, at the bare minimum, seventy percent of the industry. Bare yeah. minimum, seventy percent. So yeah. many people just love to. Oh, I can go grab this is five dollars. This is five percent. This is five cents. Like cheap, yeah, yeah. cheap, cheap. And then we complain yeah. about our customers, <laughs> and we go huh. Be in the same way. But then the guys a- that don't <laughs> operate like that—that that other thirty percent. Mm-hmm. You never have problems with them, their customers are great. So it's it's interesting to see that dynamic yeah. of when we have people that we work with that are our customers and everything's great. And you look at their business, you go, oh, okay, no wonder. And then you have the guys no, like that are always sense. having these issues, and you go, Oh, yeah. oh, makes sense. Total sense. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I and mean, it's almost like the law of attraction, like what you're attracting, you know. So it's uh, yeah, but uh
1: Apparently Man, you've so been yeah. attracting some hacks.
0: You're- oh, fucking brutal! Yeah, so uh, a couple of DDoS attacks, uh, which is basically denial of service. So um, there's some some groups. Sounds there intense.
1: DDoS.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna get into what it Don't is. Don't
1: so do our shit.
0: <laughs> Don't do our shit. Basically, yeah. And so they there's you know servers that'll or robots that that'll be set up and they just hammer requests at a server. Uh, Trying to stop it from operating and things like that. When do those
1: robots become AI? That's when it's going to get really fucking interesting. You know they're going to do it. You know they're going to do it. If the good guys are using AI, you know the bad guys are going to use AI. Holy fuck, that's going to be intense.
0: Oh, yeah. You you know, it's funny. I was thinking about something, actually, because think about passwords, right? Uh, A lot of passwords are time-based. So when you enter it incorrectly the server doesn't allow you to retry for a period of time or something like that, or account so many times, then you have to, you know, check your phone for a code and all this kind of stuff. Right.
1: The AI um, will have the patience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Well, cause think about like the, you know, what's your childhood pet's name or all that kind of stuff. Right.
1: You know, well, keep... AI
0: will, it'll be able to instantly just go to your Facebook, your your Twitter, this and that, and search for those things somewhere along the lines. It's going to find where, you know, someone was like, Oh, good luck at the vet today with missy you know and then they're gonna be like oh shit dog's name is missy and then go back to the password boom. thing boom in you know so it's it's gonna be an interesting uh world you know mm, but ai but the
1: hackers funny- oh shit oh
0: yeah <laughs> yeah but the, it's it's a far ways away from some stuff like that in a sense um I don't know. I, I've got mixed, mixed opinions on it. So I've played around with like the, you know, the popular one chat GPT, but then there's others as well that have been around before that. Um, it's it's the future is going to be different, but in its current form, it's not really anything to worry. Like I've seen posts, Google needs to be terrified. You know, Google should be worried. Google's days are over, you know, stuff like this. And I don't, I don't think we're anywhere even close to that, to be honest. Um, like the, the AI, first off, it needs, information on things. Um, and so the information still has to be out there somewhere. Um, and human beings are the ultimate creators, you know, like if anything's shown that it's the, the last several years, right? So oh,
1: no doubt about it. So soon, soon
0: it will be the AI though. <laughs> and I guess, I don't know what, what we do. I don't know. Clean cars still.
1: <laughs> How you doing?
0: But, but yeah, so, so we got it all sorted and we're currently in the process. I just heavily invested in some crazy servers Um, whole security team, everything, but it's definitely been some some bumpy roads um for the server type stuff, mainly because servers aren't fun to work with. Um, they're just it's not the exciting stuff, it's not the stuff that gets me jazzed up to wake up in the morning, you know. So it's uh it's the kind of work that needs to be done, but it's not the exciting stuff. It's
1: so we were talking about that yesterday. Um what eventually you think uh well, what we think uh defines success in people is getting through the mundane. Being yeah. able to day in and day out, do the mundane over and over with a smile on your face, even though, you know, you don't yeah. like it, you know, yeah. it has to be done. And I know for me in my career and my business, the times I'm heavy on my mundane and kicking ass doing the mundane, we're doing great. The times that I go chase a bunch of random shit and go, just keep doing a bunch of all these new yeah. ideas and all this new, 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 like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do It's like. Ooh, we start kind of having some problems.
0: Hundred percent. I think that
1: is a like the people that have the ability to go in day in and day out and do those mundane, regular work over and over and over. Is yeah. that what ultimately is gonna? You think?
0: I, I think. I think that is the key to success, honestly, because it's um, those are the things that first off, if it's mundane, chances are someone else doesn't want to do it. And people pay for solutions to their problems, you know, like uh, there's that saying, you know, people don't buy a a three inch nail or a drill bit, they buy a three inch hole, you know, like that's what they want, ultimately. And so, you know, doing the mundane stuff, I think, like a lot of the stuff I do coding, I get jazzed up about it, because I'm helping people with their businesses, I, I get to see the end result of them succeeding but coding by nature isn't really like a fun activity it's not like you know skydiving or watching a movie or something it's 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 just you know typing out words in a program it's
1: yeah yeah, and it's a very uh,
0: solitude like it's it's just you and a computer screen you know it's so but it's the end result of it and so the fact that i wake up every day and do it and I, i stick to a schedule and i just you know, work quickly and and do the mundane stuff every day. That's why, you know, Orbis X has grown as much as it has. Similarly, my staff, like my guys aren't like passionate about cleaning cars. You know what I mean? They're not, they don't wake up and they're like, Ooh, I hope I get a filthy one that has 12 cats living inside it today. Like they, they, it's not what they like, but they know that mundane work, they do it day in, day out. And then they have the fun interactions with customers outside of that. But uh, yeah, I definitely think that like our shop, for example, is all built on the mundane 100% because we don't seek after, you know, the, the fancy guy with the Lambo that we're going to see once in a lifetime. You know, we, we go after the daily drivers. We do the mundane stuff that a lot of detailers I see all the time. I'm sure you do too, where they're like no longer doing interiors, you know, stuff like that. And
1: uh, I don't see that anymore. Not with this economy.
0: You don't see this economy. Now it's like, Nope.
1: (laughs) Nope, Those guys are actually out of business and I'm not shitting you. So many of them are now out of yeah. business.
0: Yeah. Shit, that's serious, yeah. huh? Holy shit! Oh yeah.
1: Or crazy. you know, this one guy I talked—I mentioned it to you. I think we mentioned it in one of the like. Hmm. Now there's some people. There's one guy. For... Oh, now I'm gonna go work for a coding company and sell people codings. You know, like yeah. So. <laughs>
0: it's like okay, that's quite the transition. Yeah, you know, I was wondering because I haven't seen many of those posts lately where it's like you know, no longer doing interior stuff like that. <laughs> so it's like, wow, shit, huh? That's yeah. crazy. See, yeah. it, it's funny went out of business. I was always criticized by some other people I knew that they, they had nice fancy shops with, you know, the nice floors and all this shit. And they would talk to me sometimes and they would say like, geez, you know, why are you doing those, those kind of jobs? Like you could be doing anything else. And I'm like, these jobs pay the bills. Simple as that. These jobs Absolutely. are always going to be there. You know what I mean? And so it's, uh, even if, uh, you know, they had that customer that had the Lambo, he goes through a hard time, loses all his shit. Now he's driving a daily driver. That's, uh, you know, not well taken care of and stuff well guess what now he's my customer (laughs) that's just what happens but uh, so i just found the customer base was so much larger and it was a more stable foundation to build a business on but uh yeah so i think in terms of the mundane stuff absolutely man like uh, a lot of the stuff i do in the group as as you know is support things people ask me the exact same questions every day uh not the same person but i get you know, millions of people that ask me the, the same. The wrong
1: question. kind of mundane for you and I is that. Yeah. It's just like, and it, oh, I just <laughs> I just get wore out, right? It's like I can't do it. I can't do the same question over and over yeah. and over. And it's like, oh well, it's
0: it's funny because me, because I get the same ones all the time, right? But I kind of trick myself, and I say, just pretend it's the first time you ever got asked this question. So I answer every question. I've answered it the same way a thousand times. It's a groundhog I day for you. The <laughs> same enthusiasm, yeah. <laughs> because on the other end of it, they don't know that I've been asked that question a thousand times. You know, so I have to. That's one thing I find is is difficult with staff. Because they're not invested in the same way that I'm invested in my brand, you know, so they, they yeah.
1: start going, what the fuck? These guys ask the same question every day.
0: <laughs> exactly. And so that's where it's, it's difficult. Like I, I had one guy at the shop and he was like, man, if, if anyone asks me one more time, what the difference between ceramic coating and PPF is, I'm going to pull my hair out. And yeah. I was like, I, I actually I have yeah, started I some
1: it. enemies. I think I, I started telling people when they just asked the same, like, I, I just, Hey, did you go ask the group? They're like, what? I wanted to go straight to the head, man. I'm like, (laughs) no, I ain't doing it. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not doing it today. Go to the group. Ask the group. They'll tell you. Yeah, they'll tell you. Yeah. I'm a clean specialist. Great group to go into. Like, ask them. Exactly. And, and
0: they'll have the answers and, you know, yeah. and someone else in there, it'll be the first time they're asked that. You're question. better than
1: me, man. You're better than me. Cause I'm, I got finished with that a while ago. Like, yeah. yeah, I can't do it.
0: But I will say this though, you have a, a quality of a multiplier, which is good. And uh, I have those qualities as well. I just have to suppress them in this kind of instance. Cause I have to provide the support right now until I got a support team that's being trained right now, but um, multipliers realize that they can't be available. Uh, because it just it chews up so much of your time, like being available for phone calls or being available for this and that. Um, and so everything has a priority. So, like being asked a simple question like that is like, oh, I wanted to go straight to the head man. It's like, it's not really a question that qualifies for the head man because the head man needs to keep developing more products and ideas and stuff like that. You know, so it's uh, everything's got a place and position that's why now i'm hiring people that are going to take over the support side because uh
1: makes sense. There's only so
0: much i can do and right. after answering the same questions for three three years <laughs> i need a break <laughs> and then i'll get right back to helping out but uh but yeah so it's uh, but it's been so with the ddos attack and stuff we got that all sorted everything but it's definitely been some rocky roads for the last mm. little bit right, fucking uh, speaking uh, of rocky
1: roads no way yeah. No yeah. oh, way, was that video like inside of your sex group? I posted this video that I saw. Is that that's serious? Is that really Canadian roads? Like yeah. talk about there, a rocky road.
0: Oh yeah, there's roads like that. Yeah. And I, oh, yeah, it's crazy. And for for those of you watching or listening that haven't seen the video, go to the sex group. You're gonna see the video. Marty posted it in there. It, oh, it's wild. Cool. There's a there's a car driving down the highway, literally bouncing I, I think it went airborne at least once or twice too like the tires off the ground i think and uh it, anyway there are some roads like that but then also potholes and sinkholes you know what sinkholes are
1: yeah i mean pothole. Yeah. i mean so that was your reply was that sinkhole potholes yeah. we have i imagine you have them a lot worse you know it Oof. gets colder you know the yeah. the cold and expand cold and expand but we have i and as as we came out of winter here yeah, they're, they're plentiful. Yeah, yeah. And the service guys are out <laughs> dumping stuff in them and doing yeah. everything they can, but you, you can, you can mess up some rims.
0: Oh, 100%. No doubt.
1: yeah. But now imagine
0: a road like that in that video with the bumps, but then when you go up and you come down and there's a pothole at the bottom of one of those, it's over like it's uh yeah so there's been fatalities there's been yeah yeah yeah. so that's oh yeah no
1: joke why don't they fix the fucking road
0: (laughs) they should (laughs) oh it's bad yeah my my wife and i one time we went to montreal on our way back it's become a
1: national treasure so they can't yeah yeah that's it
0: (laughs) with the housing crisis there's a family of six living at the bottom right that's yeah yeah, no it's it's bad but in the housing
1: crisis you guys have a housing crisis up there
0: Oh, big time. Oh yeah. It's uh, yeah, there's um, two things going on. Uh, not enough houses they say. And well, I mean, shit, we just took in like, I don't know how many, uh, you know, refugees and stuff oh, like that. Okay. So, yeah. Them. So then the government took them in, but didn't really have a plan for where they're going to go. And they said, Well <laughs>
1: go <the> government. government. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. And they said, well, yeah. we we'll the allowance for a mortgage, you know, but then they're refugees. So the banks are like, we don't want to, like just lend to someone that may or may not be here. They have no history here, stuff like. Do that. you
1: have do you have referees starting to beg for money?
0: Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. yeah There's, uh, it's, to it, it's sad. Yeah. What they're doing now too, is um, they're working almost in like cruise. Uh, so you'll, you'll go somewhere like grocery store. There'll be two of them posted at each of the entrances. And then they're posted also at the stoplights and they're walking up and down the ones at the stoplights asking for money. The ones outside the grocery store, uh, they're asking, Hey, when you go inside, can you buy my daughter a coat? She doesn't have a coat, you know? And uh, I gotta be honest, I felt horrible the one time. And I was like, I, I want to help out. But then I looked, and I was like, she's got a brand new coat. It's tough,
1: right? Yeah, it's tough.
0: Yeah. I was like, okay. I said, I'll I'll get you some food if you need some food or something like that. No problem. But I I got my own kids. I'm not going to go just buy you a coat. There's places you can go for this kind of thing. Anyway, saw her two days later, different coat, brand new coat again. And I'm like, okay. I was like, you know, I felt less bad. but Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: it is tough. Because there's
1: some that are legit. They need it. And then there's some where you go, I don't even know if you're a refugee.
0: Yeah, exactly. You might be, well,
1: they did. You're uh, just wearing something over your face. You're just kind of covering yourself. Like, how do I really know? Like,
0: how do you know? Because they did an inside report thing. Uh, There was some families in Toronto and they followed them home uh, to see where they were going after. And they pulled up to these massive houses, this and that. And then, uh, you know, they had two three cars in the driveway and stuff like that. And it's like, geez, I'm not saying that's the case for everybody, nah, but no. it happens. It happen. So the best thing I saw, though, was there was a city, I think it was in Barrie, Ontario. Anyway, not far from here. But uh, they instead of to try and clean up the streets of, you know, people just like outside begging for money, stuff like that. They installed these meters. And they had them all along downtown core. So when you're walking, you could actually donate money in there. So if someone was like, Oh, you know, please help me out with some change. You'd say, no, listen, I'm putting the money in the meter. You put the money in the meter and it goes to, they had, you know, shelters and things like that, where they would give them hot meals and all the kind of stuff. And the money that you donated went right there. So it kind of deterred I you love know, the whole thing. Yeah. It yeah. was a good solution, you know, but uh, well, it was, and then <laughs> some of the local gangs realized that they could just cut these machines down and then, <laughs> open them up it was a whole mess (laughs) humanity's terrible man (laughs) it's (laughs) i know (laughs) it's brutal man but uh but yeah so the housing crisis that's part one is the people that brought in part two they've made it really expensive and difficult to build a home uh for the builders so like our housing prices compared to like the united states are completely skewed completely skewed. Like, uh, my wife and I were even looking at a place in Atlanta and it was like, I don't know, 250,000 us. And it came with basically like a stable full of unicorns and like an elevator. And it was just crazy what you could get down there here, three bedroom house. You're looking at, you know, 850,000, something like that. Like it's, uh, the housing prices are just so much different, but here
1: it it depends depends on where you're at. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: true. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Hotlanta, who
1: really wants to go to Hotlanta? I don't doubt that. (laughs) Fucking the traffic in Hotlanta, I wouldn't go to Hotlanta just because of the traffic.
0: Fucking disaster.
1: Yeah, it's like Mm. top three, top five or something, worst cities in in America.
0: Oh, that's brutal. Brutal, and I
1: didn't know the time I landed, we landed there, and the first thing, number one thing I did as soon as I got off the plane was to check not the traffic report where can I find fried chicken? Because it's Atlanta. This is the yeah. Deep South. I'm like straight for fried chicken, and we did found some Collard Greens, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, like a good old Southern place. Had some Yingling, like
0: oh man, great,
1: good to go, man. It was wonderful. And it's like, all right, let's get up to our training. We've got to go to the hotel and get to the training. Fucking, we <laughs> sat in traffic for hours. Brutal. We were late, late to the training. No. Because oh I, I mean, by the time we got to the hotel, we were even late to the training.
0: That's crazy.
1: Brutal. I had to message people like we just got to the hotel. I'll be there as soon that's as I can. Nuts. Like,
0: yeah. Was was it like a a rare event or that's just normal everyday? Business no, it's like just
1: things? normal. Listen, I'm from Oklahoma and Tulsa. Yeah. Like, and it takes us 15, 20 minutes to get on the other side of the city. We still have about yeah. a million people. I just wasn't ready for the mass chaos of atlanta similar That's to tampa crazy. right tampa's just Damn, the same right. way like tampa's got horrible traffic i just made do when i was in tampa and found the the right exit to get off of and i could skimmy mm. around some stuff but Jesus. atlanta i didn't and we got stuck and we were oh, so late we man. were actually going to uh that one we were there for a training event weekend where we were certifying people in our coatings but that night we were going to an IDA event where we were one of the, the corresponding host is I'm a recognized trainer where we could go do that stuff back when I was right doing on. it. Uh, yeah. Back then it was, it was great. Um, you know, made sense, but, uh, and literally we were like 30, 45 minutes late to that. Uh, they, I think they call them meet and greets and stuff Jeez. like that. It's
0: like, okay, yeah, guys, I'm so yeah. sorry.
1: Like never, <laughs> ever expected like That's that crazy. type of traffic. It was disgusting.
0: Jesus. Yeah. Disgusting. yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I wouldn't be like prepared for that either. Cause we're the same thing. is about a million people and 15, 20 minutes. You're at the other end of the city. You know, it's uh mm-hmm. it, one hour. If it's like rush hour, maybe it'll take an hour to go from one end to the other.
1: Maybe. So at that event, I met a guy and I was, I was thrilled. Like as soon as he walked in, he came in with a six pack. I'm like this guy's my guy. Like I'm all about <laughs> this guy, right? I had a really nice personality. He was confident guy. You go, man, this guy's gonna do really well, and he did. He grew his mobile business and kept growing. I watched him over the years. He's one that just recently sold out. And Oh shit, no quote wait. unquote. We don't know, right? Like, yeah. He when he when he went into this other bigger building. There were some other people around that you could tell, which is fine. All good. Good for him. But now he's completely out and he went to go work for a company as a social media advisor. Were you so great at marketing, which is awesome. And then now you're going to go take another marketing gig. Awesome. Good for you. I think you know, congratulations, yeah. you know, good. That's all for you. sure. But it was just, it's just odd to see, you know, like odd to yeah. see why this young kid so looked like he was so good at everything gonna be so great but already closed out i don't even think he's hit 30. oh shit i really don't i mean he was young you know Jesus, and yeah. whatever you know it is what it is i wish him all the best but i think he probably should have just listened to more of your tips
0: yeah yeah i i don't, I don't give out too many of them <laughs>
1: according to everybody in the group right like if if we would all just listen to more tips we'd be good to go
0: yeah and that's the way i
1: felt for him you know him and some other guys i've talked to that you know there's this other guy that went to go work for the coding company and when i was talking with him he goes listen i had no idea i had no idea my phone was going to stop ringing i had had no idea i shouldn't keep doing these things that i was doing during all the great times yeah i mean who the hell are you listening to you definitely you're not listening to the right people Man. You know, evidently the, the coding company that you're working for didn't help you. the The coding Dude, company you, you were using that you Jesus. you raved about for years. This coding company you raved about them. Evidently, they didn't help you. Evidently, the the people you listened to didn't help you. You weren't listening to the off the clock show. That's evidently yeah. what what happened. Or else you yeah. would have been tipped out. they have been yeah, too, yeah. Many tips, <laughs> too many tips. Too many tips. He would have, have been too
0: much of what to do exactly. Oh. <laughs>
1: Well, never even thing, got the tip I, like he didn't yeah. even get a tip can you believe Jesus. that Oof. never Jesus. even got a tip we feel for feel for his wife like goddamn. yeah yeah not even <laughs> a dry home <hump. laughs> not even a tip yeah. on her either jeez <laughs> yeah, it's one
0: of those things because like listen when we started our our shop i knew i wasn't going to be detailing forever but i knew i would have the business forever and the goal was transition into that but i think that yeah. i I think a lot of it has to do with you're right the sources of information people get what they consume what the kind of not lies they tell themselves but kind of they they create this world where they think it's going to be stable and static in the same way forever they think oh you know uh business is going great right now it's going to be like this forever and they just fall into a routine of doing the same shit not paying attention to when things are changing and uh and I think that's where like prioritizing things um really really has an impact on your business you know prioritizing the the way you're running your business um so a lot of people they get caught up in doing the same tasks over and over the mundane stuff but then they get these ideas they want to go try something new i'm trying not to give a tip right now because
1: I, I was a trying problem. to lead you into the tip and you're trying to get away from it like <laughs> oh, that's what you're sitting there doing i was like what in the world i was about to send you a text like dude that was a tee up for the tip like well, yeah, where are you
0: going for the tip i love it tee up for the tip Well. Then the tip has arrived.
1: There you go. (laughs) Listen, we all know you're going to double tip. So just go ahead and do the tip that you were going to do. Pull it out, put another tip in like you always do. And you'll put a fourth or fifth. We get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then in the end, you're in a wheelchair. But uh, so so I think uh, so. It, it, it happens with all businesses it's not just the uh, detailing it's not something we're immune to but i i do notice across all kinds of different industries because remember i have a marketing company as well and so we work with all different types of industries cleaning companies you name it and similar things happen where businesses when they start out they're hungry they're like that young boxer you know they're in the ring they fight anybody they'll win any fight and then over time they get kind of complacent comfortable start eating chips and laying on the couch more instead of training and stuff like this and then they just think that things will continue the way they do and then they they act surprised you know when they get knocked down and it's it's one of those things where you always have to stay sharp and stay focused and i think that it a lot of it has to do with the way that we're told that we should manage our time and a lot of people focus too much on oh well business is going great Uh, This coding company told me that, you know, this is the future that I just need to do this and forget interiors and all this kind of stuff. And then they focus heavily on that. They get one track minded and they forget that change is inevitable and change is going to happen in your business. So anyway, I think what we need to do to be more productive in your business, because a lot of people tell me, you know, they don't have time to do marketing and they don't have time to do this and that when they, they ask me. You know, how can I get more leads? How can I get more business and stuff? My business is slowed down, Phones stop ringing. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're not assessing their to-do list right. And this is what I'm going to talk about today. But if you pay attention to, you know, things like we're saying and you follow these tips, it's not just hearing the tip, you know, the tip is nice. It feels good, but you have to actually go do something with it as well. Right. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) So, the thing I want to talk about today, I introduced it earlier when I, I said that you're a multiplier because there's actually ways that you can multiply your time. And that's what I want to talk about today. So you have all the time in the world to do marketing because number one, you can hire somebody else. But if you want to do some of it yourself, which I highly encourage, whether it's Facebook or it's uh, you know, print materials or whatever the case may be, you have to find ways to step away from some of the things that you're doing in your business or else you're going to get wiped out. You're going to be one of those guys that ends up, you know, changing career path too soon or something like that, because you're not focused on the right things. Right. So, which is
1: unfortunately, I hope that this guy didn't make that decision. Right. He probably didn't have enough people around him that as times got tough, listen, this is going to be a conversation I have with my daughter because I just got a text the other day and we got to have a phone call she got in a car wreck. She needs some oh, financial help. She Good needs man. some things, is right? Okay, man. Health is fine. Jesus, she man. just bumped into somebody, but she's got, I mean, a 17-year-old kid. She doesn't, right? She yeah. needs some financial help in getting this guy's car fixed. Sure. But what's this relationship been like, right? Like, what have you done to continue on your life so that you know that people are going to be around when you need them? Yeah. Because there's not one of us that can go through life without ever needing other people.
0: It's true. 100%. And, that,
1: and that, I think that's a tough yeah. thing that many of us don't understand is how much of that, and this could be a mundane, you could think of relationships as mundane. But yeah. if, if you don't ever continue on and further relationships with people, nobody will ever help you because.
0: It's true. Why? That's true yeah cuz they they have no connection with you and they're like you're not in my life like uh, why would i you know so you know,
1: so if you haven't built your business around connections
0: yeah you know it's it's funny you say that cuz so recently we were doing some videos uh for the shop you know different videos of uh, you know our waiting area and all this kind of stuff um some promo videos and i knew this guy super talented super talented at creating videos uh but I proposed it to him and I said, Hey, listen, uh, you know, we should do these videos. We're going to pay you. This is what it will be. Let me know. Some dates are available. Anyway, he didn't get back to me and he just wasn't keeping in touch and stuff like that. So we just continued on and we hired someone else. We got the videos done He messaged me several months later. I think like three months had passed. He's like, Hey, you know, I finished up some projects. I'm ready to get going with you. And I was like, it's already done, man. You've been replaced, nice. you know? And it's because he wasn't keeping in touch with me. And he said, Oh, well, I thought you were going to reach out to me. I was like, why the hell would I do that? You know? And I think this is true with detailing as well, where a lot of people think, you know, like all my phones, stop ringing and stuff, but well, what are you doing to reach out to your customers to nurture that relationship? Because you're going to need those customers in order to refer you people. You're going to need them to, to all kinds of things, you know, so to come back again for more business, but um, without nurturing those relationships, and that's where something like Orbis X can really help them out
1: absolutely, doing
0: that stuff because they won't be able to. um, But, but similarly, uh, automation is great and you should automate as much as possible, but you have to also be involved as well. And you got to, you know, because those connections are best developed over the phone or in person talking to somebody, cause that's how humans respond usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're not able to, cause your client list is so large, that's where automation can step in and, and help out as well. But, uh, but yeah, definitely, I think, People, people are, are hugely important and it's not just networking like other groups. I find a lot of people spend a lot of time networking in, you know, groups with other detailers and stuff like that. And that is important learning tips and tricks and stuff. But if these guys spend half that time nurturing those same relationships with customers,
1: I'm um, going to tell you, that's not important because I'd looked at these other guys that were now out, especially the guy, one guy. That's all he did, man. He was all in those groups, friends with all the detailers, which is probably why he's having success as a salesman now, because suddenly all these random people are starting to use his coding that he's now a salesman for. And you go, nicely done on being a salesman, man. Nicely done, because you just basically all these people over the past years that you've been, quote unquote, working with, networking with in the groups, you're basically flipping them to now you make money off of them and your commission as a salesman. Great job, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the play and I go, nicely done. Nicely yeah, yeah. done, right? <laughs> well played. Well <laughs> yeah, played. But overall, it yeah, it, those connections weren't to further the business now, mm. you know, back then. Now he can do it, yeah. but spent too much time in those detailing groups, probably, and not enough times. Yeah. And listen, I'm having a blast and been sharing as many you know, on our pints polishing podcast. And then I think I even talked about it here, but blast going into our local Facebook groups that have to do with car clubs, car shows. It's insane. Crazy. Mm. How many people are doing what, well, like I said, meetups, the amount of drives that I think it's growing. I think yeah. there's going to be an influx so back too. because 2021, you know you couldn't still get around a lot of people 22 it grew a little bit more and now i i mean they're already starting this is march for us is early and yeah. i mean it's like almost every other day i'm seeing hey where are we meeting where are we hanging out where are we cruising every weekend there's fucking 10 or 15 cruises and i'm just in tulsa like so imagine so what imagine. the bigger cities are and yeah. what some of the bigger places you go Listen, that is definitely a massive hub that people are going back to the car show scene, car club scene. I think that there's a connection for them as humans and mm-hmm. as social and all the stuff that we've had to deal with over the past years with Corona on the, the local stuff, then social gets wonky. I think there's a massive push back to just connecting with people locally face to face and inside of those car yeah. clubs and car scenes is growing like wildfire. I mean, Absolutely. our distributors, as they've been listening, they've been just killing it going into the car shows. We had one guy this past weekend set up his own, come out. He only had 20 cars. Awesome, oh, though. Shit. Sold a couple hundred yeah. dollars worth of product. Uh, had other people come by. Start doing that on a regular basis. Yeah, what does that look like? It
0: grows from there. Grows Absolutely, from there. yeah. yeah. Jeez. That's amazing, though, yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, that's where making good use of your time is, is important, you know? And so I'm going to circle back to my tip here. <laughs> just but uh so i i think that where people are spending their time is is i think what we're getting at with um you know in in this case that other guy he used you know his time to network and build that and maybe that was his play the whole time was that i'm gonna you know familiarize myself with these people network with them and then eventually start selling them you know some product from some coding company right um and then for for detailers how they can put that into practice would be the same same type of thing networking with wherever your customers are going to be because there's there's clubs and groups and all kinds of stuff especially i've seen that too they're definitely on the rise during you know the pandemic and everything people had to find ways to you know bridge that social connection and uh, i think that's what people were doing setting up these groups but now that people can go out there and interact with people and stuff uh, so tapping into those groups i think it'd be huge um, but uh, when it comes to how to do that for your business uh, a lot of people i think are Missing some steps when it comes to prioritizing the things they're doing. And that's where, you know, I was, I was listening to this Ted talk and they were talking about the significance calculation. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but what is it? So it's basically how you can multiply more time. So we're, we're always taught things about time in a certain way. We say like, I don't have enough time. I'm juggling too much. I'm this and that. We refer to it almost like it's something out of our control. And so when you start to realize that you're actually in control of it, Um, So the significance calculation is basically you giving yourself emotional permission to spend time on the things that matter that make more time for tomorrow. So you start thinking about, okay, what can I do today? That's going to make more time tomorrow. What can I do right now? That'll make the future better. Right. And so uh, there's three pillars to it. So there's urgency, and this is about how to, you know, work your task, right? Because when you prioritize a task, you're not really creating more t- time. You're just taking time away from some other task or something like that. But how do you actually create more time is you look at the three pillars. And so the first one is urgency, which would be how soon does it matter? Right. So a guy calls you and uh, he's a new lead, for example, and you're trying to you know finish up a job that you're currently working on or something like that. So you have to assess the urgency that phone call, that's potential business after the job you're working on. So which one takes priority? How soon does it matter? But also the importance, how much does it matter? So these are ones that people are usually familiar with, right? The urgency, I need it quickly. I got to do this now or whatever. Uh, the importance, you know, a new lead coming in, hugely important, especially for spending a lot of money on marketing and bringing in those leads. Uh, but then at the same time, finishing the job to make a happy customer with what you're already doing. So we're familiar with these type of things the new one the new pillar is the significance and so adding the significance calculation is how long is it going to matter um so for example if you're always focusing on just doing the work and you know oh jobs just come to me you know i don't know word of mouth i don't really spend any money on on advertising well eventually that phone will stop ringing it will um there's going to be more competitors that come into town or something like that so it's it's a way of re kind of structuring your brain so that you're factoring in the significance of things that you're doing so instead of always just working in your business you're now going to also be working on your business because it's how long this is going to matter is that you know the job you're doing today right now you're cleaning a car okay how long is that going to matter well until the guy picks up his car and leaves you a five-star review but if you Hire some people or you clean that car faster, more efficiently, and then you take some time or maybe you spend less time with the family one weekend so you can take the time to set up Orbis X with automation and set up your you know, follow up reminders and things like this. That effort that you put in today is going to multiply your time in the future because the, the significance is there, how long that time that you spent today is, is it's going to matter for a long time because it's going to now follow up with your customers, generate repeat business while you're doing the other stuff, the day to day. And that's where, uh, I found it to be a really, really fascinating concept, um, that a lot of us feel we don't deserve the time on certain things because we have to, oh, I, I, I don't have time for that. I've got to spend my time doing this instead. Um, so, uh, like I, the number one thing I see is with all software out there is, you know, when people come into Orbis X, for example, they're like, yeah, I was using this other software. And, you know, I like the fact that it was just basic and didn't really do too much. And I'm like, OK, that's that's great until you want to grow your business or sustain your business for many years. Uh, because, as you know, Marty, when everybody started the business in, you know, like 2020 and stuff like that, a lot of guys that had started then, you know, they came in with this boom and this and that. And then, uh, you know, they're kind of finding out now. Things are a little bit different, and it's because they they focused on the things that were, you know, urgent, and they focused on the things that felt important at the time, but they weren't doing anything significant for their business down the road. And so putting in that significance factor into the things that you're doing every day uh, will make your, your business impenetrable and recession-proof, really, because the things you're doing today are going to generate time, and they're things that no one else is going to want to do. It's all the mundane stuff, right? It's the things like... Like, you think I enjoy setting up automated reminders for my business? No, I don't wake up and be like, Ooh, today's the day. No, I don't get excited for it. But I do get excited for the fact that I'm buying time in the future and I'm making that positive impact for my business in the long term.
1: So, tough lesson to learn, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. It, I, I feel bad for a lot of guys. Like, I, you know, because I don't and, feel bad. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
1: I feel tough lesson to learn, right?
0: (laughs) Tough lesson to learn, yeah.
1: If you've gone through it, you don't feel bad. You feel empathy, right? You feel, yeah, man, Uh, I get it. Yeah. And, you know, like.
0: Yeah, that's
1: true. If they had
0: done things differently, different outcome, you know, it's one of those, uh, you want to keep getting what you're getting, keep doing what you're doing until things change. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh oh
1: so you're saying you feel bad for guys that don't change
0: yeah absolutely.
1: oh I, I, I thought you were saying the other way got it
0: oh okay yeah yeah no yeah i i feel bad for them because uh like there's some people i've seen that i i never would have thought they would have went out of business because they just they. okay seem so like this they, is an
1: interesting okay let me let me let me ask you this question because i might dive into a little bit of who is sean yeah all right well you're so right. okay. you feel bad for somebody that Psych- goes Psycho-val out of business? Time. Yeah, psyche valve. <laughs> you feel bad for somebody that goes out of business? Um,
0: Depends on the scenario. But I, I feel bad for someone that feels they got blindsided. And the reason I feel bad for them is because, and when I say blindsided, meaning like they didn't see or they think they didn't see the changes. Ooh, so why happening.
1: do you feel bad about they didn't, and- they feel like they didn't see something?
0: I feel bad because I feel those people usually don't learn from that experience. Um, and in that, the
1: best, like, okay, I, and that's what I love about it. That's why I don't feel bad. Like, this is, I think this is the, and this is why it's interesting, right? This is nothing uh, about yeah. like you or me. like, I think this is ultimately the capitalistic view versus a socialistic view. Uh. I, I really I do
0: because it is kind of like survival of the fittest. Like you got to. It should
1: be you know, in business yeah. survival of the fittest, and the customer well, gets the is. best product out of the company that survives. Yeah, and so it, you know this bank getting 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 held you know by the U.S. government the other day. Uh, they made some bad business decisions, hmm. right? Uh, what was the name of the bank? I forget about it. Uh, I just we talked about it the other day. S.V.B. Silicon oh, so yeah. Valley. Yeah. Yeah. They put all their money into housing mortgage and then the interest rates went up. They did not see, they didn't make changes. They made bad business decisions. Then the main investor, that guy from where was he? Uh, PayPal, that main guy who had invested oh, everything. Yeah, in, yeah. He pulls his money out because he got some word of their bad investments. Then the bank goes under. Well, the problem. The reason why the U.S. government can't let them go under is you've got, as Nick talked about on our episode, you've got some major companies that had their money in mm. with this bank. And now the bank made bad business decisions. It sh- and we all would cry, oh, no, save them, because they, you know, say, oh, uh, uh, uh. no. What, what about the other banks? What about they're the 16th largest? What about the 17th? What about the mm. 17th that didn't make those decisions? Now these guys get to keep fucking goddamn. They got a, they got a trophy mm. from the government for, for, for just it. competing. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter. You fucking failed. You cost people yeah. millions. Mark Cuban, seven, yeah. seven million dollars. It cost him. It's, it's okay. Yeah. You, it's okay. We'll give you money and we'll make sure that some other bank comes in and helps you. Like, is that really capitalist yeah. or did we in the past years, past decades allow those people to crumble so that the new company can come in so that things can learn and we can progress through it. And people don't make those mistakes again. And as a capitalist society, we continue to grow.
0: Mm. Yeah. I see, I see your point there. Yeah. That's a tough, yeah. That right?
1: That's tough though. That's right. That's tough. You want to tell these people like iron sharpens iron. So uh, not yeah. that like that. That's fucking yeah. really, <laughs> that's fucking gut wrenching right there. It's true. For me, I, I think,
0: yeah, I feel I feel bad for those that will have this happen to them and they don't think it's their fault. That's what I mean. So, like someone that goes into business and it's it's someone else's fault. It's the oh, the economy changed or oh, was my competitor that moved? But is not know why they boat. shouldn't have
1: ever been? Cause you and I both know that business owners should always take the weight themselves, should always oh, take the blame on themselves. It's always my fault. If my company doesn't do something right. 100%. But the guys that take it as somebody else's fault, of course they're going to go out of business because they're always blaming on somebody else. They should be working for somebody. Yeah.
0: 100%. Which is all good.
1: You know, it's yeah, no right. problem. Work for somebody. <laughs> it's all good. It's not about who's right or wrong. If you work like enjoy yeah. your life, go work for somebody. It's a lot easier. If you're gonna blame other people, then go work for somebody. I don't yeah, blame anybody, except not, myself. not
0: every yeah, oh hundred percent. Because not everybody's uh cut out for business, you know, it's just the reality of it, and uh, and maybe they're cut out for a different business, but no, uh, no, I think well, you'd have to be yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to find a way that mm-hmm. <laughs> like the puzzle piece fits. It's not yeah, the best
1: opera, the best thing right. for those guys to do is go get a job. And then, if you enjoy yeah. cleaning cars, keep cleaning cars. It's not don't clean cars. Yeah, yeah. Detail them at night, detail them on the side. One of my favorite people is Derek, Derek from DJD Detailing. We've talked and I have talked to him and he goes, hey, Listen, man, keep cleaning cars and then work for people. Like, that's the best life for you. Make yeah, your yeah. money and then do something you enjoy as a hobby and get paid for it. That's absolutely the best life. I'd, it would be yeah, yeah, incredible. Imagine how much less stress you would have.
0: Oh goodness, yeah,
1: right. <laughs> imagine like, yeah. and if anybody can imagine a life with less stress and it would be more appealing, then don't run away from it. Go that way.
0: Go that way, yeah. See me, I,
1: a I, lot easier I life for you.
0: Yeah, me, I'm drawn to maybe I just I'm addicted to drama or something. I don't know. But
1: there's something about us. a life yep. business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep,
0: but if you're not other way.
1: and you can't do the headaches, you always blame other people. Yeah. it's all good it's a much better life if you just go get a job yeah exactly make sure everybody gets some money make sure your family's good and then just clean cars as a hobby you know yeah. do the things on the cars that you really enjoy don't stress things
0: it's true yeah which <laughs> sorry i was thinking of this post real quick that i saw it um we all have those those days where there's too much headache or there's a customer we don't want to deal with and stuff like that and so there's one guy and he posted in the group and he said uh, this is for those. Uh, I think was it Liam Neeson? I can't remember. It was an actor, anyways. And it was the three different uh, like stages of what he was doing, but it was uh, where you give that like uh, basically that fuck off price, um, but they say yes anyways.
1: <laughs> I remember seeing that. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit. and he's like, fuck. He's like, they said yes, you know. I think that I was in the orb sex group. I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. He posted it in there. And then he said, um, you know, it it happened to him recently uh, with an RV and he said that now he's, he's raised it to $150 a square foot. (laughs) And he said, he said, but there's someone out there that's still going to say yes. (laughs) And it happens, man. I can't tell you how many times I've I've quoted someone, something crazy just because I'm like, nah, this is going to be a headache, you know? So we call it the headache tax at our shop. So we'll add the headache tax. And then they're still like, yeah, no, that sounds fair. But then it's like, the money's too good now. So like, You got to do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that's where, uh, you know, that's, that's not the kind of stress that you run from. You just try and find ways of thwarting it. But then at the end of the day, you're like, "Eh, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: why not? You know, but that's where some guys can't hack that.
1: So, so my little tip is, is actually some, uh, let's go, uh, and look to what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) Drop props. (laughs) because this is this is a little like inside look of what's going on. Right. So my tip is to find something that you enjoy that others enjoy. hmm. Seems simple, doesn't it? Yeah. Seems very simple. It does seem
0: simple on the surface. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Find (laughs) things that you enjoy that other people enjoy. Why do you think people why? Why in business? As the entrepreneur, as the owner, as whatever role you want to put yourself in, why should you find things that you enjoy and other people enjoy?
0: Well, if you enjoy it, you're going to enjoy what you're doing. And then you're going to be able to sell it like a champion because you know all about it. And people are going to respond to it and buy it because they also enjoy it. And
1: in two years and in 10 years and in 20 years and 30 years, most of us don't get in business to go out in a year. Yeah, Most no. of us get in business because we go, I want to right and they'll put their flag in the ground and like, this is because and they'll fill in a blank right it could be yeah. bosses, it could be finances, it could be because I want to be right It doesn't matter whatever the reason for somebody getting into business they're gonna put a flag in the ground and go, because of this, I'm gonna do it. yeah well. So, so some of my transition, what I'm doing now is as over as we continue to grow and over the years from 16 and 17, as I got into the national scene, 20, bringing Nick, you know, coming in as an investor, we building out the hyper clean brand to at a much better and bigger level, the amount of work that he's done to help change our brand image and what we do has been incredible and Now, my role over the past years has continued to evolve, right? As a company, we teach navigating inside of your own company, you've got to evolve. I've always found the fascination of learning enough about things so that it can grow and then being able to let go. Yeah. It's tough, it's very tough to let go, and especially for me over the The videos has been really tough. Uh, There was a moment I hired somebody for a while, but since 16 to 23, I have pretty much ran our entire social media. Now, we got into photos about a year ago with somebody. It's been great. He's actually one of the main ones that's going to come in to do some of the videos. I've got another guy, Derek, which I mentioned earlier. He's going to do some. We've got some other people we've hired. So we're now being able to build in some people to take that away from me. Why? Because it's time. And it's time for us to, especially me as the owner, it's time for me to let somebody else handle that so we can go on to other things. Mm. Big thing that I've always, you know, and it's one of those, you love hate relationships, right? But it's the challenge that you can't back down from is sales, sales and marketing. So I'm, I'm releasing some of the social media. I'm re- I've released the I've released the other parts of the business as we've grown. and now I'm gonna dive into some heavy sales and marketing type of two year, no. three year. I don't know. you know, we'll start then hiring salespeople. I'll have to work through with, you know, so it's a long journey in that, and I'm excited about starting it. And Very this hard, is man. the inside look of one of the early parts of what we're gonna do. Already, I've started planning this out now, you know, there's a little bit of schematics that we still have to get figured out, but a lot of, and which I've talked to heavy with our distributors, a lot of what we're doing here at Hyperclean going into those car clubs into like, I already talked earlier. And this is uh this is a bucket and you go, yeah, there's a lot of people that have buckets of chemical. Absolutely. No reason to yeah. reinvent the wheel. Right. Yeah. So we're going to start sending out to these car shows. We got bug, right? Every car show guy wants to clean off bugs. We've got cleaners. We got soap slick. I mean, what car show guy doesn't like to spray a spray (laughs) on their car? Every car show guy (laughs) sprays their car and they all clean their glass. Nice. I've got one of the best finishing sprays protectant sprays and one of the best glass cleaners out there i would say it's the best glass cleaner i don't know anybody that can compete with our glass cleaner so we're sending all this out we're going to start giving it we're going to start going to car shows going to start setting up clinics here we got a great spot working with car clubs to do clinics on how to and we're going to start really diving into that car show scene heavy with the guys that love cars right on man it it's a lot of, I'm excited. And and one of the things yeah. that were heavy, which Nick and I just talked about a little bit ago was mm-hmm. we want to make sure as we begin to plan out this sales and marketing, it's stuff that we enjoy and they enjoy, they enjoy. right? <laughs> so the, how you get there is you mm-hmm. got to build a wanted poster. Got to start defining out who that is that you're going to go after, right? Start design. And so I spent time looking up, watching ads way people market me, watching people whose cars, what they like, who they, and this takes time. And I'm not done. Yeah, it's it's a process, right? But we're starting to narrow in on the type of person, type of car, what they enjoy, right? When it became, really, apologies. I need a, I need a swing beer. <laughs> no when it came time for us to do, you know, our national scene sixteen seventeen, and get into the the pro and what we were doing there on the national scene of the pro, pints, and polishing, mm. beer. Yeah, yeah. I like beer. Detailers like beer. It was a great thing to find something I like, and I know other people like.
0: That everyone else said, yeah.
1: Now 100%. we're not doing beer, right? We're going to look and we're going to find different things that these people inside of these cold cultures, car, car cultures, you know, to, watches. Well, shit. There's a Ooh. lot of people that like to wear watches. The watch culture is really huge. Most people that have really nice cars drive and they wear really cool watches. Yeah, yeah. I have never, there was a moment I had that, when before, uh, before Apple came out with theirs, there was that, uh, was it Samsung? Not Sam. Was it Samsung? I think it was Samsung it. had one. I wore one for a little bit and yeah, you yeah. Could sometimes I just like, I'm out. I just, I never really, there was, and I've made some jokes. I think even on my podcast, I, you know, I bought these, uh, faux Rolexes back in the day off the streets okay, of Malaysia yeah, yeah. where you find the right guy who had a connection out of Hong Kong and, and I'm serious. And you had to meet them around in a back spot. Like Jeez. it was, yeah. it was interesting, right? Like I've just never been into watches, but we're going to find out. Is it whiskey. Is it, uh, uh, you know, what is it is what we're really trying. What is it that we like that they're going to like so that Man. six months we're not burnout. out two years, five years. It's something we enjoy and we're just going to keep doing it every day And build and build and build because if you find something you enjoy that they enjoy, hmm,
0: you're going to win. Absolutely.
1: Are you sure that's how a relationship gets started?
0: Yeah, 100%. And it's the common interest, right? And that's also how even your own business, like your relationship with your business, that's how you don't get tired of it. That's how you don't get out. all those kinds of, because it doesn't feel like work. Like what I do right now doesn't feel like work my previous company, the marketing agency, started to feel like work. And what it was is that I didn't really have a common interest with our clients that we had at the time until we pivoted uh, because a lot of the clients, we were just kind of all over. We took on small businesses, big businesses, everything. And I got tired of working with startups. That was that was the big thing for me because it was working with someone that at their early stages, they was maybe their first business or something. They weren't really sure about business. So, the questions they would ask, the discussions we had, it just, they weren't really entrepreneurs. So having a talk with them, it just wasn't one of my passions. So we pivoted, we started only retaining our larger clients that were, you know, successful business owners. And we let go of some big clients that were just way too corporate. We wanted a key client base that was just more like-minded like us. And since we made that change, that was 2017 when we made that change. Since then, that I love that company. It automates itself. I don't really do too much for the company. I sit on the board still, but um, it hasn't felt like work since 2017. But prior to that, that company was started 2005. I tell you, it, every day just felt like a grind. And you felt the mundane, you know, and it, it wasn't a good feeling. Um, first couple of years, sure, they were exciting after that. And that's where that thing you mentioned where, you know, everyone puts that flag in, you know, I'm in business because I want whatever it happens to be uh whatever that thing is if you can you know narrow that down and then also find a way that you know you can get there by the right clients and stuff like that it won't feel like work when you do it'll be work you're gonna work your ass off (laughs) in business for sure but it's not gonna feel like work you know and uh, but the one thing i like though marty is that you basically did that process you just went through with the bucket and the car shows and how you're looking at them you basically did my tip Uh, okay let me rephrase (laughs) so you uh you basically, you know, you looked at things and and you thought about what you could do today that's going to make more time and and a brighter future, right? And that's uh, that's what I think a lot of people need to do in their business. And and that's where you can see in, in from whether it's the product distribution side or it's the detailing side, it, it's it's all the same. You got to sit down and and really make time tomorrow by the things you're doing today. Ultimately, write that down. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh but yeah so it uh anyway the uh, also the if anyone wants to see that uh I wrote his name down Rory Vaden that's the guy that I was uh saw at the TED talk that has the um the three pillars that he talks about and uh it, it had some really good stuff in there there was there was more to it obviously because I summarized um the concept but um there's there's some good stuff in there for people that are looking to automate their business and get more time back so they can do the things they love um check him out absolutely yeah awesome well marty it's been a slice as always and uh i i had a really rough day today with the the ddus stuff and a dentist appointment today where they yeah they <laughs> actually funny story on this and then we'll close out. i'm at the dentist last appointment they charged me uh six hundred dollars for x-rays uh because we were new clients uh being transferred from our, our old place and so she pulls up my x-ray on the screen and i said uh quick question for you, because last time I was here, I paid $600 for x rays. Is that a picture of my mouth on the screen? Or is that like from a previous client? She says, No, no, that's your x rays for your thing. Said, well, I'd like to know what happened to my real x rays, because I don't have that wisdom tooth anymore. (laughs) It it was the x rays that I got transferred from the other place. They can't find my x rays. They want me to pay for more x rays now. So, I'm like, you must be out of your mind, and yeah, exactly and and tomorrow, I'm supposed to bring my wife and two children to get their appointments done. And so we were like, listen, guys, it's been nice, but uh <laughs> you know, if I'm gonna trust you guys in my whole family's mouth, you know you're losing records and stuff like that. so so not a good look, but uh but yeah, so she been like your tip. It today, been man. your
1: tip. It'll be your tip next week. <laughs> you pre-tipped yeah, exactly. you pre-tipped
0: yeah. pre i pre-tipped for the
1: phone. be honest there's your pre-tip yeah, yeah. that's not even a tip hey that's all the way this fucking we're it's done with tips that. that's all the way in fucking just be honest just be how honest. hard is that yeah, yeah be, just be honest
0: exactly you know it's funny you say that because I, I posted in the group today about the dd West stuff and one of the guys said uh don't worry, man. It was only like 14 minutes. He says, no big deal. And he says, thank you for your transparency, you know? Yeah. And uh, th- he came from another software company that actually went out of business because they didn't see how the markets were changing and stuff. And uh, they, anyway, they, they went out of business and they gave their members three days notice said, we're closing. You have three days to get your shit out of the CRM adios. And that was it. Um, which is a funny thing because on the Orbis X website, one of the things we have at the bottom is Orbis X will be here today, tomorrow, and forever. And it's on there because uh, there was a lot of people in the beginning that were like, Oh, why sign up for Orbis X? They're not going to be around in uh, you know, a year's time or something like that. And I just laughed and I was like, Okay, I, I still have companies that are like almost 20 years old now. <laughs> you know what I mean, and I'm 39, so that says it says a lot. And uh, and I was like, No, it's going to be here, but um. Yeah, anyway, it's transparency, you know, being honest and stuff. And that's where what's the harm in letting them know? Like this is what happened. This is how we dealt with it. And uh that's it. Because shit happens, you know what I mean? But once again, business owner, all falls on me. You know what I mean? You take ownership and hey, don't worry. But uh yeah. Anyway, Marty, pleasure. Uh, I already pre-tipped and gave tips, so I'm I'm tipped out.
1: <laughs> you done pulled out now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I love your bucket though. That's uh I think that's a great idea. It it was is it just me or it seemed like a shorter bucket as well.
1: Huh. Smart guy there, Sean. You got good eyes.
0: Yeah, I saw There's that. There's a reason
1: like, for that because it fits in a box and it's not as expensive to ship.
0: Yeah, I had a feeling as as soon as you, you pulled it up, I was like, oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, because I mean is two gallons enough?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it depends what it is. <laughs> Two gallons of tip. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, so, so no, that's, that's nice though. And uh, are you doing branding on the side of the bucket as well and stuff? Or? Which is why
1: I didn't show it.
0: Gotcha. Okay. We're
1: not finished yet. We've got to get uh, some wrap. we got to get something that's going to stand up to that uh, chemicals, the water, all that. Nice. So yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so it's man. not completely 100% finished. I'm about 90% there.
0: Beautiful. Well, I look forward to seeing the rest.
1: All right? mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
0: Awesome, man. All right. Good stuff, Marty. Well, thanks for your time as always. I'll see you next time. And I want one of those buckets. I <laughs> will <laughs> right, we'll see you. All right. See you, man.